Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Morgana Ray. Morgana is the self-published author of Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. So please tell us a little bit about you. Oh, hi. Um, I've been a life and business coach for almost 30 years now. And uh, that it's funny because I became a coach really close to the very beginning back in the day when if you said you were a coach they would say what sport right and there was all that uncomfortable explaining you know coaches today there's a lot more competition but at least people know what you are yeah. and uh that kind of grew out of being the weird child who was inappropriately responsible for like helping the adults feel better about themselves and then I uh and I was always like even as a child asking myself these big questions like what is it to be human what is the nature of the universe we live in and how do we have a better experience so I you know went off to like Smith College on the east coast I'm from LA uh, to get away from home and and to get a degree in religion, asking those big questions. Uh, thank goodness that this coaching profession arose, and I kind of got into it accidentally. Uh, but it is it's a place where you know it's all about those big questions. What is it to be human? What is this universe we live in, and how do we have a better experience while we're here? So why did you decide to write your book then? Well, that's the big joke because I was like such a stress addict in college. Also, I had, was recovering from this horrible traumatic brain injury and coma and ah, uh, while I was in college that I swore and promised to myself that if I just graduated from college, I would never write again. And now here I am a writer all the time, mostly because I'm an introvert. Like I'm really comfortable, like, ah, you know, talking to you here in the safety of my own home on Zoom is like my happy place. Um, so here's, here's why I wrote the book is back in 2006, I found out that a, a couple of my friends had speaking gigs at this thing I'd never heard of before called the um, mm, Conscious Life Expo at this big hotel by the LA airport. And as soon as I heard that they got to speak at the Conscious Life Expo, I was like, but I want to speak at the Conscious Life Expo. And within a couple of hours, I got a phone call offering me a free booth. I'm like really good at manifesting by whining, by the way. I got a free booth and speaking gig at the Conscious Life Expo, which is like worth thousands of dollars. And so this is a very common trajectory in my life. It's like, yay, oh heck, but stronger language. Uh, you get what you want. and oh crap, you got what you want, now what? And yeah. 
it occurred to me, and I had two weeks, that all I had to sell, I was going to speak to a group of strangers, and all I had to sell was hire me as a coach, which is really kind of creepy, like going on a date and proposing marriage. It's like too big a leap. And I knew that I needed something in between. And I had been procrastinating on this book idea for a year or longer, probably longer, uh, where I had been writing articles for um, an electronic newsletter since November of 2002 because I'm an introvert and it was less painful than like making phone calls. So I had this body of articles and that was actually, I'm totally not giving you a linear experience here, sorry. <laughs> but okay, so here's what's so great about having electronic newsletter, especially back in the day when nobody had one, when it was like, you know, send out an email, 100% open rate. Um, I was, it's an opportunity to just like throw out ideas and see what the response is. And it was when I wrote about my unique approach to transforming relationship with money. First, I wrote it for uh, my coaching school, sent out a request for like, what are innovative ways that you're using coaching or relationship coaching? And I wrote, well, I've got this thing where I make money a person and this is what happens. And this is this, you know, this is what happened and this is how it works. And it was like this crazy tsunami of, oh my God, enthusiasm that I'd never encountered before. Like, ooh, like overwhelming. And then I sent it out to my list and the same thing, like just, oh my God. It's like the universe picking me up by the scruff of my neck saying, we're doing this, okay. And so I was getting this like international reputation and I was, you know, doing all these interviews and stuff. And then I get this Conscious Life Expo. So I had two weeks, two weeks to put together a book, not ideal and yet absolutely ideal for somebody who's like me, who is highly, highly motivated by avoidance of humiliation. It was exactly what I needed to actually make the book. Put it Did you together. have it printed in your hands like after two weeks? I did. I, my original publisher was called Office Max. Okay. <laughs> or Kinko's or anything, you know, and it was like $20 to print the book. And I was buying this like generic specialty paper that had a scroll on it. Okay. And I just like posted a graphic and the title of the book and all that kind of stuff. And it was spiral bound. And I was selling it for $40 because if it's $20, I wanted to make a profit. Right, and that right. was the first time I sold it. And I sold it for years and I sold a lot of it for years. And then I was referred to Bill Gladstone, who is a huge agent. Uh, my friend, Ariel Ford, he had recommended me to Bill Gladstone, who represents Eckhart Tolle and Neil Donald Walsh, and basically like every every personal development. Um, All the big names. author, right? Yeah. yeah, and so he wanted me to write a book proposal, and I freaked out. 
ah, book proposals are like, you know, they're big, they're books themselves. So I had this idea that if I had a real book launch of my financial alchemy book and went to number one, nobody would notice that I was procrastinating on the book proposal. Seriously. And there was a woman at the time and she doesn't do it anymore. And I so wish she, that she did, but she was doing all these book launches for spiritual personal development authors. And she would ask me to be like a guest expert to promote the launches of these other authors. And I loved the way she did it. She made everybody feel like a superstar. It was, and I would get recognition and I would get traffic for my contribution to somebody else's book launch, which is honestly the only, only way to do a joint venture partnership is you've got to make sure that all of the people assisting you are going to come away with more than if they hadn't participated, you know? And I just loved the way she treated everybody. And I, I just was looking for an excuse to hire her for a book launch. So I did. And it was the best experience of my professional life. It was so much fun because somebody else did all the grunt work of like hiring the uh, people who make the, the video and to do the opt-in page and she and and all the send out all the tweets I mean she just had a machine and it was so easy and all I had to do was be the talent and the, for the blog tour answer three questions for 15 blogs <laughs> so it was like 45 little articles so I just like set you know spoke to my camera and and recorded 45 really short videos got them transcribed and somebody else turned them into article form and we had a three day telesummit back in the audio days where i had like three superstar friends each day who are like you know big names in personal development who would show up and I and I had three three days three topics money love and magic and I would have three people talking about money three people talking about love three people talking about magic and me everybody talking about how fantastic I am and how everybody should buy my book and also I'm like oh my god Chris Howard is this genius you know bigger than Tony Robbins in in Australia and he taught me neuro-linguistic programming and you just have got to sign up for his list so I was like you know shining a light on how awesome they were and they're giving their credibility to me and promoting me to their people. And so it was just, honestly, it was like a grand excuse to market my business, preach my message to the world, grow my list. And oh, by the way, at the very end, and I almost completely forgot it, at the, forgot that at the very end, there's actually a book launch day, which I, I was having so much fun just like, you know, preaching my financial alchemy process and getting all this love and spreading the message and growing my list that I kind of forgot that there was a book launch attached until the morning of. And that was my, oh shit, you know, moment. It was like, wait, wait, we're supposed to launch this crap. I hope it goes okay. <laughs> Would you say from all the money invested and the time you invested, did you get a return? Like, were you satisfied with everything? Oh my 
God, I made $50,000 the first month. And that's, I, I'm talking about in my own pocket, you know, I, it, this is a $40 book, which is insane. And the woman I hired said, no, you can't charge 40. You have to bring it down to 20. And I was like, but I've been charging all these people 40 for so many years. And I would feel like such a jerk face after they paid 40 to sell it for 20. And no, there's no digital version. There's no Kindle for 99 cents. And my book went to number one mover and shaker of all categories on Amazon in the United States, number one in Canada in three categories, number one in the UK in two or three categories, number one in Italy, Num in and it's English only, number one in Germany, English only, number two in France. And then about three years later, I was interviewed on Coast to Coast Radio and boom, it was number one again in Australia and the US. And so it was a party and, and my, uh, the woman I hired told me, well, you, you know, so of course I had all the bonuses, like for, I think her web designer said no more. And like, you know, at 42 people, he refused to add any more and people wanted to. And there was one woman who had her first high ticket sale that came out of her bonus to my book. And meanwhile, I had, you know, thousands and thousands of people who had already bought my book on my mailing list. And this was a really, really cool thing that we did afterwards is about two or three weeks after the date of my book launch, I had a, bit, a giant Q&A call. Uh, the idea was to walk people or guide people through my book. But what it really was, was, okay, all these people have my book now. And they started the process. And they have questions that somehow didn't get answered. And by the way, this is, this is what I love. Answering questions is like when I am my absolute best. And it's so much, I've coached my process thousands of times. And every time I, you know, there are six clear steps. And human beings are infinitely resourceful at coming up with obstacles that I've never seen before, which is so cool because then I get to find out how to solve that and it just makes it better. So I think one of the women on this call like wanted to know if her money honey could be a werewolf. And the money honey is the new happy, loving, safe relationship with money after you slay the monster of scarcity. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, is it a nice werewolf? Is he cute? Is he sexy? Okay, go ahead. You can have a werewolf, you know? Um, and now what I get to do with this like two and a half hour Q&A call is it's been nine years, literally January 23 of 2023 is going to be the 10 year anniversary. So now I'm figuring out what to do for a 10 year anniversary. Um, but if you go to my website, it's on the homepage and you click on it and it takes you to the book page. And so 
in the book, by the way, you have to have to have to do this if you are a self-help author, but honestly, any kind of author, you want your fans to be on your mailing list and part of your world so you can continue to serve them, grow relationship, let them know when there are updates or other resources. And so inside my book, I have a link to an audio class because there's if you've noticed, when I communicate, I'm pretty animated yes. and I talk really fast. <laughs> so there's stuff, especially since I wrote, you know, this iteration of the book 10 years ago, there's stuff that I say now that I didn't say then that I know now that I didn't know then. I have way more clients who have made millions of dollars than I had then. So I have this audio class to kind of fill in the gaps and the link is inside the book. It's my way of being able to make the book even more valuable. Yeah. And so can you update, update that? Is that on your website, like a yeah. special well, section? Well, the link that's inside the book is inside the book. It's a bonus to the book. So you get that audio class when you get the book and everybody Everybody from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, or anywhere you get the book, you can ask your bookstore to order it, or you can get it online, you know, whatever. But so everybody gets that bonus inside, but there's another bonus that nobody knows about except like us, because we're special, right? <laughs> uh, if you go back to my website, there's an additional bonus that's not inside the book that nobody on Amazon and all those places know about. And that is the two and a half Q and two and a half hour Q and a call. Cause that's the best stuff. That's when people are doing the process and they're going, but what if I can't slay my money monster? What if my life partner's on a different path? Can my money, honey, be a werewolf? You know, whatever question comes up for that individual the, and over two and a half hours, that's me actually coaching people through the process for, you know, lots of different people, just adjusting and fixing and adding, all, you know, filling in all the blanks that come up later. So uh, after you buy the book, if you go back to my website, you add your name, email address, and your receipt number. And that serves two purposes. I give more value, but I also get a direct relationship with my customer that I don't get when you buy the book on Amazon or Walmart or Barnes and Noble, you're in their database yeah, and I can't contribute to you anymore. So, so how often do you email your mailing list? I try to email once a week. Honestly, the ideal really um, is you should email two to three times a week, which is like, what? That's so, you know, that's so rude. I used to do once a month and then I hired a coach who said, no, 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 you have to do two to three times a week. And I got maybe one email saying, I hate you for mailing so often, right? Okay, bye. Um, Unsubscribe, you know, ouch, yeah. <laughs> ouch, you know, ouch, it does hurt. But here's the funny thing is, for a number of years, I was doing the two to three times a week and my list just grew and grew and grew and grew because when you don't email regularly, people forget that they signed up and they're like, who the heck are you and why are you spamming me? But if you are 
consistently emailing multiple times a week, they know who you are. Yeah, right. So I've gotten lazy in recent years because um, sidebar, I used the process I used for changing my relationship with money. I used the same process on changing my relationship with love, met my husband two months later. He came up with the idea let's, Hey, let's get married a hundred times in a hundred countries. So I've been, I'm 26 weddings deep into getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. So sometimes I get lazy about sending out more than one email a week. <laughs> I would understand that. Yeah. And um, you've done many TV interviews. Like how Ooh. do you get them? How do you create those opportunities? Well, you start where you are. So it really began where I started submitting myself for uh, public speaking. And back in 2005, for me, the Holy Grail was speaking at the International Coaches Federation was like, ah, that would be like I have arrived. And I did. And that opened a lot of doors, including my first radio interview. And that's where I started to get better at being interviewed and having bullet points uh, and knowing what points to hit. So I did a lot of radio interviews. This was before podcasting was a thing. I did a lot of telesummits, which at the time were like a golden goose. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year from little $99 packages. These days, yeah, it's the return on investment from telesummits is like a really not it just, it's oversaturated. It doesn't really work for me anymore. But so I took an awesome, awesome class with a gentleman named Joel Roberts. And he was a primetime LA drive time radio host, like in one of the biggest radio markets in the world, really fabulous. And then he uh, went to, I think a Tony Robbins event and there was a problem with their speaker and it blew out his ear and he's had tinnitus ever since. And he couldn't have the earphones and be a radio host anymore. So he, he pivoted and started training people on how to be media guests and started charging hundreds of thousands of dollars to big corporations. And then he became the go-to person for all the best-selling authors. And I took his class for the first time in 2004, and it just changed my life. That was when I realized, oh my God, the message to be focusing on is how to make money fall in love with you. You know, and that's the, that's the message that has liftoff. And so I got really good at pitching that. Okay. And I have, and I've been using almost verbatim the same pitch for almost 20 years. For so he taught you like to really get down on what's your unique selling proposition. And then you, like, how did he, He's, what was the process exactly? Okay, well, what's wonderful about him, and, and I think he's in Tennessee now, and it's totally worth flying there. He may have a virtual version now because of like world events. So he is the one who really started popularizing public speakers using the hero's journey. 
Okay. This is my life now. I've made millions of dollars. I travel the world as a speaker. I travel the world marrying my husband. People actually fly me out to other countries to speak on their stages and they bribe me by promising to marry us. I've, I've had the biggest wedding to date was in, uh, was in Manzanillo, Mexico. We had 40 Mayan dancers and a dancing horse and a pinata. <laughs> that I would speak on their stage. This is where I am now. This is not where I started. I started out with almost superhuman powers of money repulsion, with my Ivy League education, with mountains of celebrity testimonials, with my marketing and my tagline and my website and my business cards, public speaking, people who wanted to hire me. And I was still struggling to make $100 a month in Los Angeles, no joke, doing everything right. That's the hero's journey. And you talk about, and honestly, and really, really, truly, honestly, I had just taken this class on overcoming sales objections. I had already accrued at least half a dozen coaching certifications. I had all these, you know, actor, writer, director, producer, testimonials. I'm not making enough money to live or even pay my cable bill. And I took this class on overcoming sales objections, thinking this would be the answer. And I was such a good student that seven people in a row, I overcame their objections. Yay! Except seven people in a row didn't show up for the first call and never paid me. And that was when the wheels kind of came off the truck and I lost my mind and I lost my hope. And I just despaired. Like I was out of ideas. I had been spending all this money for years, wasn't making it back. I was building debt and I had no hope left. And I just didn't want to be here anymore. I felt it was just so cruel. The universe hated me. I hated the universe. I didn't want to be on this planet. It was, I was just that scared, that furious, that hurt. Okay. So how did you come out of this? <laughs> I had a coach, which is insane. Like, not enough money for rent, but I had a coach. Thank God. That's what saved my life. My coach who I'd been working with for months, doing everything he told me. And he was a great coach and nothing, nothing was moving the dial. Nothing was working. I could do absolutely everything right. And maybe even better than my competitors. And somehow Like if I had a, like a superhero shirt, there'd be a big R for like repulsion on my chest. It, nothing was, nothing was changing. And he didn't know why I didn't know why, but I came to our next call in this place of just complete despair. And he asked me, and who knows where this question came from. He asked me this weird question that changed my life. And he said, Morgana, if your money was a person, who would your money be? And in that moment, I saw in my mind's eye, like fully formed this big, scary, dirty, violent biker who terrified me nothing against bikers. It was this one, but he was like tall and bald and long sideburns and the wife beater shirt and the tattoos. And there was just something about him that was hateful and hated me and was dangerous. And I knew, I knew that I had to create maximum distance between the two of us. And I never knew that I felt that way. I never knew that I felt that way about money. But I had this instant vision of me at a live event with him, watching him constantly to create distance. And that was my aha light bulb moment that it didn't matter what I was doing consciously, how hard I was working, how much money I was throwing at it, all the classes with all their promises, do this and you'll make money. And I wasn't, 
all the law of attraction, all of the just like money mindsets, all of it, nothing worked on me. And it wasn't for lack of effort because unconsciously every cell of my being was like, oh my God, this guy is dangerous and will kill me. And I never knew that I felt that way about money. And I realized in that moment, there was no way, there was no way to have money in my life. If it was that guy, he wasn't going to change. That was the problem. That relationship had to end. Okay, so you Which, completely switched that vision. Well, that created a new problem because now I had no relationship with money. The monster's gone. Yay. Crap. I live in Los Angeles and I just rejected money. And I can't survive without a relationship with money. So that was a new problem. Then, so I asked myself, well, who could I want as a person so much, so much that I'd be willing to overlook that this person is money? Like, who could I love so much that I'd be willing to have a relationship with this person, even if it's money? Not because. And who is it? I want to know. Oh, well, tall, dark, handsome, romantic, clean cut, safe young man, like slick back hair, tuxedo, holding a bouquet of flowers. And here's the kicker. He was in love with me and wanted to woo me. And I was like, what? Money wanted to woo me? Like I never, that's totally different. And he was cute and sweet and safe and loving and worthy of my love and my trust. And I'd been breaking his heart for years and I never knew it. And I didn't want to hurt his feelings because he was so sweet and he wanted to be with me. And that was the moment that I realized, holy heck, I have no idea how to let money be with me. So I asked, that's the great thing about money being a gorgeous person. And for you, like it can be a guy, it can be a girl, it can be a they, it really doesn't matter. Pick your flavor. Mine's a guy. And so I asked him what he needed for me to be with me. And he said, I... I just need you to love me and stop treating me like a monster. Like he's basically saying, please stop breaking my heart and pushing me away. And I was like, oh, I understand. What does that look like to not treat you like a monster? And we had a conversation and I got the sense of every time he brought me a client and they'd say, well, how much do you charge? And I would freak out. I would freak out with all this guilt that I'd be hurting them by taking money to help them, which kind of implies that, oh, oh, so only people who cause harm should get paid, live well, you know, like really perverse dynamic here. And it's like, oh, every time he brought me, somebody wanted to hire me and I'd go, ah, as if I was hiding the shameful, odious, hideous, frightening, embarrassing monster. So I was like, oh yeah, I have to stop rejecting you. So next time somebody approaches me and wants to hire me, I will say thank you for the gift. And that would be like, like the, the same thing, but for authors, like, could you do an example for like selling a book? Well, absolutely, because it's all the same thing. So for example, if a client wanted to hire me, I would say, thank you. This is, this is, I would go, this is my fee with this energy of like, isn't he gorgeous? And within a day, four people hired me at double what I'd ever charged before. And they kept coming. And I literally have made millions of dollars and my fees have gone higher and higher and higher. 
So here's how this relates to authors, because selling is selling is selling is selling. When you have a monster, uh, what I call the money monster is really never even ever about money itself. It's about mo what money represents. And money represents love. Am I loved? It represents worth. Am I, am I worthy and am I valued? Am I wanted? Represents safety. Am I safe? Do I have the resources I need to like food, shelter, health, safety? And power, do I have agency or am I this powerless victim? And so this is gonna show up in every area of your life. I like money because money touches everything. And honestly, every publisher in the world and every time you're selling and anytime there's an exchange of money, it's gonna bring up all your issues around, am I good enough? Am I wanted? Am I safe in the world? Do I have any power to have impact or affect change or have the life I want? All those issues are going to show up. So in my process, which I go through in the book, obviously, like this is this interview isn't about the process, but very quickly, the first step is uncovering the root cause, which is all your issues around love, worth, safety, power. And then personifying it as a monster, getting rid of the monster, replacing it with the honey, which is all love, having that conversation with your honey that I told you about, and then taking concrete measurable action. It's in the book. And then there's a self-coaching system. My book is the book I wanted. By the way, that really, really, really helps. I had this, I had been developing this personal system for manifestation of, you know, daily questions and answers that I do every day try and find a page that has no writing, you know? So, you know, first half of the book is all, you know, book. And then the second half is, you know, okay, here's how to put it into action for mm -hmm. like a minute a day to get like really big results. Okay. So I, when I sell the book, I'm actually, I use the book myself. And so I'm selling from that place of this is the greatest thing in the world. And I get to be Santa Claus and I don't have to feel guilt or shame about selling the book and I've got the bonuses. And I also have like 85 star reviews on Amazon. So people I've never met are sharing about their like crazy astonishing results. And there are a lot of results that didn't make it to Amazon. Like my client Pamela had her first quarter of a million dollar sales month using the book the second year before I ever met her. Then she hired me for a year and now she owns the multi-million dollar company that she used to sell for. So the book for the self-help authors out there is what lets me charge whatever I charge without guilt. Nobody has to hire me because they can get the book. And if they get the book and they have great results, that makes it even easier for them to hire me right? or right. like the next level. Do you plan on writing another book or do you want to keep milking this one? Do you feel like you've put everything in this one? Um, I have not put everything in this one. I don't really enjoy writing books all that much. I like talking. So <laughs> the next you book can do speech to text. You can yeah, try that. And I may even hire like a ghostwriter or something just so that I can hate everything that that person writes and I can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> at least you start from something yeah. okay so we're almost out of time already okay. so if yeah. people want to know more about you where can they connect mm. with you on the internet 
go to MorganaRay.com. It's, you know, my name dot com. It, I used to have fancy domains like abundanceandprosperity.com. I still own them, but being like a total nerd, I saw what is the search term that is getting people to my website? And it was my name. So it was okay. just easiest to do that. Go to him, by the way, whether you get my book or not, you should get my book, but go to my website and just see all the ways that I market my book. Because this is like my good deed is my book gets results, even if people don't, you know, pay me tens of thousands of dollars for coaching, they can get my book and get really dramatic results. So you'll see I've got a quiz, I've got my video series, I've got get the book directly, I've got all these bonuses. These are ways to, if you're in self-help, but, you know, probably even if you do novels, there are all sorts of ways that you can add value and and bring people into your book world and have a relationship with your readers okay awesome so i'll make sure to share the link to your website in the show note thank you so much for being on the show today oh, my pleasure thank you thank you so much for tuning into today's episode if you loved what you heard be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review if you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing, 